Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. All right, it's Wood Talk number 370. That isn't right. 376 for April. Is I, mean, I got to check all this stuff because I think Cremona got it all wrong. Nice job, Cremona. <laughs> Way to go. What He's a jerk. Uh, 376 for April 21st, 2017. And it's a weekend show. And unfortunately, Matt is still not here for this show. And uh, again, we wish him well, but we do miss his uh, singing of the weekend show sort of thing that mm-hmm. he always does in the background. It's kind of lame. With general him. unkempt hairiness. That's right. Totally hairy. That guy's a hairy beast. Like I should talk. Okay. So we got a question here. This question came from Chris Allen. He says, what are your respective end games? Do any of you have a final goal in mind or do you just let your business grow organically, allowing them to adapt to the ever-changing demands of content production? So I'm going to let you go first, Shannon. We didn't really have a lot lot of time to think about this. So let's just, you know, kind of freewheeling it here a little bit. But first of all, do 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 you have an end game with all of this? Um, it sounds so official. It does. Um, you it's know, like other than world plan. domination, you yes. know, Lex Luthor style, probably the world. not. <laughs> um, I'd like to keep the business going to the point where I'm not living in a van down by the river. That would be good to know. But, um, I mean, I think it's a matter, he kind of says it, letting it grow organically and allowing it to, uh, adapt because you have to, Yeah, if you um, don't, then there is no business. You know, the goal is, is not to keep doing this till I'm 85 years old. Certainly uh, the goal is to eventually retire. Uh, of course, will I ever retire? I doubt it. I don't know. Of course, no one's going to want to watch me when I'm 85 years old. They might, you never know. Cause everyone who's watching you now will also be 85 years old. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I can't imagine how much slower a woodworker I'll be then considering how slow I am now, but you're like, yeah, good, good I mean, news, everyone I'm buying a power tool. It, it's hard to kind of lay it out there because the end game is still so far off for me. I yeah. mean, I'm still thinking next move and actually doing this full time. Um, so in some respects, the end game is just to actually do it full time. Um, but eventually there's going to be a move involved for us physically um, because apparently that's what you're supposed to do. Colorado, baby. Let's change shops. We got space like, for multiple you. Multiple times. I hear that. I hear that. Um, <laughs> it's expensive, but, you know, but there's space. <laughs> I, I, I think I could eventually see getting to a place where I could do both virtual as well as in-person instruction. Yeah. I, I would I would enjoy that. I really enjoy kind of getting in front of people, um, whether it was at Woodworking in America, whether it was actually teaching in a class, whether it's you know speaking at a, at a conference or something like that. There is something to be said about that face-to-face um, interaction. Sure. But there's also something to be said about not having the face-to-face interaction. Right. So being able to have the ability to do all of it um, and then kind of parsing out parts of your life for that. But I think what I would ultimately want to do is have it be like a destination type thing. You know, if you're going to take a class, you know, you don't want to go to Maryland. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Friends to the other Marylanders. But, you know, it's, there's something to be said about going to, to Roy Underhill's school because Pitts uh, – what's the name of the town? Pittsburgh, North Carolina is a cool little kind of um, country store type town. It's got a, a fair amount of ambiance around it and everything. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But there's also the thought of like going to see Andy Chitwick or whatever. And he's not in Montana anymore. But that whole idea of like 
woodworking class slash destination, I think it'd be kind of fun. So mm-hmm. there's the there's the end game. Certainly not ending the virtual content, but expanding to um, that sounds it's so retro, right? Back yeah. to a brick and mortar idea, <laughs> right? Well, I think for me, it's a little bit of a challenge to put my finger on exactly what the end game would be because I think the end game ultimately is probably when I can just kind of do what I want to do. But the, mm. the problem is what I love to do is so intertwined with what I have to do that at this stage right now, I can't tell the two apart. You know what I mean? And that's kind of weird. That's the, when people always talk about like, oh, don't do what you love for a living because you'll grow to hate it. And for some uh-huh. people, that may very well be true, but for me, it's not. I really do enjoy a lot of the aspects of of what this job requires of me. So it's actually a little bit tricky. I'd have to sit down and go through some kind of mental exercise if I were in a position to finally uh, pull back a little bit. Maybe I don't need to make as much money. Uh, the, the, you know, My family's secure. I feel good about everything. And I would have to figure out what do I want to pull back on, you know, because I could never say, oh, I'm just never going to publish anything ever again. I get so much satisfaction out of making content that, Uh you know, just like, would you ever stop going to the shop? Do you ever plan to hang up your tools and never go back into the shop? Right. I don't think so. Right. As long as you have the ability, we will probably for the rest of our lives do this. So the content is almost the same thing. As long as I have the ability to do it. I'm going to. Now, what might change, I guess, is my the way I internalize feedback from these things. Mm. You know, right now it is a concern. But if I'm at a point where I just don't have to care anymore, you might see a different side of me, you know, where, where I'm just I'm not trying to be PC. I'm not trying to do anything other than just say, here's what I'm working on. Suck it up if you don't like it. Uh, just, I'm trying to picture that side of Mark because it seems like you're pretty vocal already. <laughs> so, so maybe I'm already there. Boy. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm having such a good time. Yeah. What, what does that side look like? <laughs> it's going to be pretty awful. I just want to be like, look, F you guys, I'm going to go yeah. eat some cake. You know, like that's, that's where my life is going to be. That's retirement for me. <laughs> but, but you know what? I mean, that, that's a great position to be in. And I think that's why it's difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel you and everything you're saying because, yeah. you know, the, the one difference that would change for me is being able to do this all the time. That's the the stress for me is having yeah. to balance that. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I like, I like what I do. There's a reason that I'm still working for the lumberyard and it's not just the lumber, although that's nice, but <clears throat> the being able to do the content and working in the shop full time would be nice. And I would think, why would I want to stop this? You know, why do, why does there have to be, a next, a next stop, a uh, next in game or whatever. Yeah. So, well, we, uh, we do have a uh, financial advisor cause we do take our investments very seriously and we don't know a whole lot about it. So sometimes we need help. Um, but when we sit down and talk about things like our retirement goals, it's one of those things where she's like, she'll ask us, you know, at what point do you expect to retire? And most people at the point of retirement will cease their primary income, right? They're going to uh-huh. go to some retirement level income. And my expectation, I'm going to plan for that. I'm going to plan to retire like most people do, and I'm going to plan for income to stop. But if I've built this business properly and I continue woodworking, even if I'm not doing content, I still may be able to build furniture for people and have supplemental income throughout retirement um, that will just make life a little bit easier. You know, so that's always my plan is, is is to sort of aim for something, but hopefully it's not like, I mean, if you think about the kind of businesses we've built, um, not again, again, we are doing inside baseball on this show, obviously. Uh, but the way these businesses are built, even if you stop producing content, it isn't like the monetary aspects of it. Just are going to completely shut down the day you stop. 
right. it'll be a slow taper and it certainly will decrease, but it isn't going to completely stop. So if you go into this retirement mode, there could still be income coming into the business to help supplement what you're doing during retirement. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And, you know, I think we began, you know, financially speaking, began like tightening, I don't want to say tightening the belt because that indicates hardship or whatever. Sure. Um, we began scaling back, downsizing mm-hmm. um, years making ago. making some smart because, choices. Yeah, we just realized there are things that we just don't need anymore. And we're, we're basically operating on retirement style budget now, having yeah. paid everything off and trying to minimize expenses and, you know, saving for things like vacations and such. And, and you know, we're, we're not in a, it's a great situation to be in, mm-hmm. frankly, because you, you can look at it and go, all right, here's all we have to do to maintain, you know, the, the, the style of living, the whatever you're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so extrapolate that 20, 30 years into the future. Um, it gets kind of exciting when you look at it that way. Sure. Uh, Dan in the chat room says, oh, man, I can only imagine what a 67-year-old Mark would look like on YouTube. And, and here's the funny thing. That is funny to think of ourselves as, as old men doing this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 20-some, 25 years, 30 years in the future. If we're lucky. Um, so it's, it's really hard to imagine that now, but everyone that enjoys doing what we do, it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. We're, you know, like I said, hopefully most of us will be able to get old and we'll have that privilege. Are we right. just going to stop making videos it, or is there going to be a sort of elderly contingent of, of the online woodworking community that's still out there producing content? Right. Well, I mean, and I think one of the reasons we have a hard time imagining that is think about 10 years ago because YouTube's 10 years old. Mm -hmm. That's more than that now. It's probably close to 11, but you get the idea. You know, we have trouble imagining, you know, a 62 year old Mark because what you just turned 40, didn't you? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Um, So, you know, 22 years from now to think that we would still be doing exactly what we're doing is just ludicrous. Yeah. You know, there's just no way. I mean, that would mean a total technological innovation stoppage. Um, And and while woodworking may not change, because let's let's face it, it's pretty much been the same for millennia. You know, there's some new tools and stuff that come around. You know, rarely does it completely turn the world on its head. Mm -hmm. Some might say the domino did that, but really the domino is kind of a biscuit joiner on steroids. No, it's not. You know. Shut up. No, part of the problem, Shannon. (laughs) No, no, no. So the the content we actually create, but the delivery method and the style. I mean, look at how the content has changed in five years and the quality and and you know I always Jay Bates always comes to mind because he's got the the signature Jay where he steps into the frame while he's working Mm -hmm. and then other Jay steps in next to him and comments on what you know other Jay is doing. You know. Think about that 10 years ago. Oh my God, what cinematography trickery yeah. did you do that? And it's like, I can do that with a couple of clicks in Adobe Premiere now, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. click, click, look, there we go. That was easy. You know, so how will technology change to uh, change the production? Are we going to be in VR in 10 years? Who knows? So I think it's, it's a matter of adapting your business model to yeah. whatever we're going to have to you know or yeah. i mean the other thing is what naturally tends to happen and a lot of us don't want to admit that it happens but people do get stuck in a particular technological or i don't know there's just different aspects to it where people just get stuck think about music right i haven't really paid much attention to any modern music i've been stuck in like <laughs> 90s punk rock <laughs> 
<laughs> ska. And like, that's where my brain is. That's what I enjoy listening to. And I hear like Nicole will for- sit me down and force me to listen to stuff once in a while. So I'll recognize it. But most of the time I just don't pay attention because I don't care. And I think that there's going to be a certain point where as older people, we may not necessarily understand the new technology and how content is being delivered. So we'll just do what we know. And then we will slowly fade out you know, doing whatever it is that the last thing we learned, you know, so that we then have to ask, you know, our grandkids to come over and help us program the VCR, that type of thing. Right. Which is why I think the, the move backwards and eventually opening, you know, a brick and mortar idea could be fun because, but I'll put a spin on it, Mm -hmm. you know, come to Montana to the trout streams and build your own fly rod (laughs) in the shop and then we'll go fishing from from there. And that's just after we make our dugout canoe. Well, there you go. Right. And that, that just goes back to the financial stability thing. If you were financially stable and you didn't have to be running a highly profitable business, you could just make a small profit and keep that business alive. Just doing what you love to do. (laughs) Right. Because there's nothing less profitable than a woodworking mortar woodworking school. (laughs) Has to be, you know, I know some of them are doing okay, but man, does that not sound like a fun balance sheet to look at <laughs> at the end of the year, you know? No, thanks. All righty. Well, I'm going to go uh, listen to some top 10 and uh, <laughs> I got to do, do some homework here. Well, I'm going to balance it out and go listen to Dropkick Murphy's. There you go, please. <laughs> I don't listen to enough of that. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's really about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Happy weekend.